oh my god, my baby has a full head of hair. His <laughs> grey hair. hair. His, his head, head is now the size of a watermelon. What his head the is the is size of the baby they left. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the thing is, though, it's not even like it's a pitch black. That room is incredibly well lit. Yeah. Like, they, they can see that this is not a child in this cot, but a grown-ass man. We see Sabrina objectifying a man. Some people may think that's a bad thing. Some people might think that's a good thing. Either way, you're both right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three cute and cumbersome chaps review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The three of us, myself, Chris Evans to my right, Graham Allen to my left, we take a look at one of the uh, greatest family-friendly uh, funny sitcoms around, but as we've replaced Witch with Watch, because we're watching it. See what we've done there? Clever. Excellent. Let's press on. So, <laughs> so this is episode three. So yes, we've made it three episodes. Well done if you've uh, kept up so far. It's actually called The True Adventures of Rudy Kazuti. It's, I know it's only three episodes in, and there is 160 odd, which we're not going to all remember, but as soon as this one started, the three of us all instantly remembered exactly what happened to this episode. It's so it's, it's a, it was a nice little moment. Yeah. It may not happen again. I don't think it will. <laughs> I don't no, think no, it will. No, no. But we do, all three of us all remember um, this episode. I think probably for different reasons, different parts of the episode. Oh yeah, for me it was just that mitosis is. Yes. Mitosis is. So even from that, you uh, might, uh, might recognise this episode. So we're going to jump straight into it. So the episode opens with Hilda and Zelda doing a jigsaw. Um, Sabrina comes home from school uh, boasting that she's having so much fun making a mockery of Libby the bitch. Now it's nice that Libby isn't in this episode. Oh, she's still yeah. referenced because she's an integral part of Sabrina's it, life. It was a breath of fresh air, Phil. It was, it was. It was nice to watch an episode without feeling anger. Yeah. And instant anxiety when I see her face. And yeah, she's just boasting the fact that yeah, she's she's really good at is it making Libby drop her lunch tray, I think yeah. she says. Three Wait. days on the row, I believe. Yeah. yeah. No, well, maybe she's the bitch. Sabrina <laughs> Sabrina the bitch. I think when you're doing it three days in a row, you've crossed the getting even line <laughs> and gotten into the vindictive territory, I think. But um yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so yeah, so she's she's having fun at school, which is nice. In the past, mm-hmm. so she had a bit of trouble. Um, so it's nice that this episode takes place not really in school, uh, apart towards the end. But the main focus of the issues that happen in this episode are away from the school, which is a nice uh, change of scenery. Um, she goes to the freezer because she's a bit peckish, and she goes, "Ah, no ice cream!" And Hilda, <laughs> classic Hilda, um, she just says, "Aren't you forgetting something?" And she goes, "Oh no, no sweets before." Before dinner, and she yeah. goes, "No, we're witches." Obviously, the magic noise, which insinuates yeah. that magic has occurred, and that's it. Boom! Freezer full of ice dairy products. But Zelda, being the stick in the mud that she is, the buzzkill says, "No, no sweets before dinner." Yeah. And again, it's just we're now episode three. We have clearly defined the two character dynamics of yes. Hilda and Zelda. Yes. And also. Illustrated why you need both of them. Yes. Because it's nice to have fun, but at the same time, don't want to be fat. Don't want to mutilate anybody while they're a um, pineapple, you know. Mm. Like... I think you need sort of Hilda's sort of zany sort of fun side, but also Zelda's sort of sensible, strict, but caring. 
Yeah. So I had to sort of give Sabrina the support she deserves to make her way through the um, difficult and demanding world of adolescence as a witch. The jigsaw that the uh, ants are doing... Based on what they're saying, appears to be of the Hindenburg, which is a bit morbid. Um, <laughs> well, good... I, I propose that they were there. Or even that they did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe that's a spin-off. Oh, the humanity. Yeah. Right, well... Yeah, but they, <clears> they, they do... It's not just something like, oh, you're probably just saying that just to be funny, but no, they, 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 they say something like, oh, now oh, you can see... Now you can see the word Hindenburg, so, yeah, I can't imagine what else it would be. Very, very Unless true. it was of the um, gym former German uh, Prime Minister or oh, whoever it was that the ship's named after but I don't know yeah very very but strange it, does he wear a name badge probably not after the theme um, Sabrina is looking for a rollerblade spell because you know rather than go and buy it like a normal person uh, she just wants to make them because she's a dirty scav and it's the 90s and teenagers want rollerblades that's all they want it's a very very 90s thing I think it's probably all what 90s kids I definitely owned a pair of rollerblades in the 90s did I use them no yeah. it was just a childhood Social statement, and this is '96. This is pre-yo-yos as well. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Chris, were you a rollerblader? I had a pair. I, I never used them. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> I had a pair. I think I probably had a. Yeah, yeah. we all so had, had some skates of some description. Never used, never used yeah. yeah, so we can relate to this because I doubt Sabrina will ever mention her love for rollerblading again after episode three. But um, so she finds this rollerblading spell um, that Salem um, sort of recommends to her. She also finds a spell that can determine. Um, whether you win, lose, or draw things. Yes, um, and she uses that to great effect later in the yes. uh, later in the episode. We'll find that, but it's uh, so Salem says, "Oh, don't do that, or at least don't do it until I've called my bookie." Yeah. So he has a guy who can put Bet things so. down because, yeah. but surely he's been in contact with this guy before as a cat, or whether he's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's very very strange. But he has a guy or a cat that can do bookies. Anyway, that's beyond the point. So he she finds out that the spell to make rollerblades requires a shoebox and a cat hair. No, no, no. Well, a, a uh, hair of a fast-footed animal. Yes. yes. But she chooses the cat, which is nice and handy. But yeah, so if you want to make rollerblades, all you need, kids, is just a shoebox and a single cat hair. Yes. And there you go. You've got a pair of rollerblades. Or in this case, roller blars. So she's just like, oh, what a roller blars. Oh, I can't really go blaring. And Hilda explains that they can't magic up brand names uh, because of copyright laws. Yeah. Which is pretty lol. <laughs> like, so is this just a nice gag or it's, it, no, it's legit, isn't it? Surely yeah. like, yeah, because what Rollerblade was, I remember that the proper Rollerblades did come, like they said Rollerblade in like stylized yeah. font on the side. Mm. Um, she says it's because um, the, the witches... Which in the is 70s. in the 70s went a bit wild uh, making Gucci. Yeah. And uh, Salem says, but you can uh, still get very convincing knockoffs from the Hong Kong witches. Mm. But at the same time, it's a very useful thing for the show itself. If they ever want to get a brand name on there but can't get the rights, there's your I, excuse. I, I and boy, boy, do they have fun with that later <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> I thought you were going to. You're that, Point was going to go a different way. I thought it was going to. It's very good for the show but to acknowledge Hong Kong knockoff witches. But yeah, so it's so, I mean, so equal opportunity. I said though. in I said in the the planet episode that um, you know there is a, a bit of family friendly racism. No, and not this is a racist attack that is like quite shocking, but it's still a very a it's stereotypical, a, a bit of a tasteless, yeah, uh, t- joke. tasteless remark. But yeah. still, yeah, Salem is a cat that wants to take over the world. He doesn't know any better. So yes, he. Um, 
Successor. Successor. Yeah, get some knockoffs of the Hong Kong witches, which is a nice thing to know, I guess. Uh, Sabrina asks Hilda if she'll buy her some rollerblades. However, um, Hilda says, no, you must get a job like the rest of us. Which begs the question, Phil. Yes. What the devil is Hilda and Zelda's job? We what have do they no do? idea. They've got this huge house. We always see them in the house. We never see them out of the house. They sit around the house all day doing jigsaws. So mm. what is their job? They've been around for 600 years. What have they done in those 600 years? What does their CV look like? Yeah. After 600 years, you know. Um, but honestly, they say, they, the way they go, oh, you've got to get a job like the rest of us. But so far, we've not had any hint that they work or leave the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, again, this is where our lack of knowledge of the show trips is up. We don't know whether they are shown to have jobs later in the series. But yeah, at this point, we have no evidence that these women work at all. Yeah. And, so, and you know, she was supposed to go, oh, yeah, well, that's a fair point. But no, what did they do? What could they do? And when you're a witch, you probably don't have to work. Oh. Can you just make money appear? Probably. Yeah, well, yeah, it'd be a cheap knockoff. Yeah. <laughs> what would it be? Dallas. <laughs> like, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she says, yes, um, you can only, you'll have to buy them with your own money, get a job like the rest of us. And then, just before the scene ends, she violently grabs Sabrina's <laughs> stomach. It's like as if it was supposed to be a tickle, but they both forgot to laugh. And they, and they cut away so abruptly. That it's... <laughs> it, it genuinely looked like she was attacking her. She did. She kind of grabbed her stomach, but she had this really sort of... Maniacal. Menace, yeah, maniacal yeah. sort of menacing, violent look in her eyes. And Sabrina reacted in a way of, ow, that hurt. Like, she didn't, they didn't, neither of them laughed, and neither did we. And let's not forget, this is a character that attempted murder in the first episode, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. Buy a job, don't ask me for things. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's very, very... It, it looked like it was an attempt at tearing out her spleen. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, it's like... Um, I forget what, what villain is it that has the really violent, vibrating hand that kills people. I can't think what it is. I don't know. Oh, I it's... Um, Dr. Vibro hand. <laughs> yeah, that's a completely different movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like the main villain in The Flash, and he um, sort of vibrates his hand and passes through bodies and rips out the heart or crushes the heart yeah. and stuff which is very weird so like it, it was just a bit like that it's like she's just going Temple of Dune so yeah so she, uh, she performs Kalibar and um, yeah and then we cut to school and it's like oh yeah everything's alright hope Sabrina's okay um, so they cut to school and Sabrina is looking at a jobs board and um, there's an advert for babysitting triplets, which a, another girl says it's, it's been, been up years. there for years. Sabrina then picks up a babysitting advert, um, which is just requiring for babysitting one child. She snatches it quite violently because she wants it, and she gives the woman a call, um, and the woman wants her to stay on the phone and talk to her like an adult, because she misses adult conversation and wants to know what's going on in the world. Not like she couldn't just watch TV. Well, Sabrina says watch MTV News because obviously being a teenager in the 90s, the only news she knows is MTV News. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And God, yeah. what MTV News would be in late 90s? But again, I, th- I think you, you, you're going over this point too quickly because you get this scene of this woman on the phone with... with uh, a Houses a mess, toys everywhere. Houses a mess, Nackers. toys everywhere, kids screaming, going all over the place. It does, it's so inconsistent. Uh, uh, just like... Everywhere, and then, and then, lo and behold, it's just that is the depiction of being a mother in America during a sitcom in yeah. the nineties. Yeah. Husband's at work; he's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. She's knackered, and I'm just saying, I don't agree with that. And picture. when the husband appears, he is hilariously apathetic <laughs> to his wife 
and his child and life in general. Yeah. So um, we we will get to Funny Man uh, yeah. as well. He's very good. Um, at first, it seems like he's a bit a bit putty whipped, but yeah, it's 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 quite the opposite. Yeah. Um, I also made a note just saying that. The set for the for the room, the house, looks like it was just filmed on the other side of the wall. Sabrina is on because it's the same colour. Yeah, most likely. So it yeah. probably is like probably just shout through the wall or through uh, cups. Um, which is <laughs> um, anyway, so we move to Mr. Pool's class. Yes. So we oh, yes. Oh, Pool is back. We know there's going to be some witty repartee. Um, Mr. Pool's class is teaching something so boring that the scene simply glosses over it. <laughs> it's just we're going to learn about mitosis. Mitosis is. Yeah. And that's what mitosis is, kind of. Just much. a quick question, guys. Yeah. What is mitosis? I don't know. The only thing I know about mitosis is on the end of my footis. Uh, right. So, uh, Mr. Poole, um, at the end of his uh, class, when he's explained what mitosis is, he says, we've covered a lot of ground today, class. So I'm moving the test forward to tomorrow. Yeah. Vindictive, perhaps, but it's these things that get me through life. <laughs> and it's like, yes, Mr. Poole, get in. And of course, Harvey is gutted by that because he was looking forward to Game 4 of the World Series. You can't watch that. And he's like, no, sounds. Well, um, well, Mr. Poole's like, well, I want to watch it too, but I'm going to be stuck here doing parents' evenings, so yeah. we both lose. Yeah. Um, so so he's a bit gutted about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, but so he gets through the day being an arsehole, which is, which is nice. It's and we're, 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 cheering, we're cheering this man just being a terrible teacher. <laughs> no, <laughs> a I'd terrible, like unsupported out, I'd teacher. I'd like to point out that that is a very accurate depiction of teachers. Oh, I'm sure, oh, course, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're cut out of the class, and Harvey tells Sabrina that he's hand-cramped during that class and only got as far as mitosis is. Um, with the test being uh, tomorrow, he would like uh, to study with Sabrina to copy her notes. It's probably the first bit we see that Harvey is, though lovely... Is a little bit lazy, but yeah. poor dude, he's, it's that floppy hair that makes him seem so innocent and sweet. Um, so he asks if he can study with her. Um, Sabrina says, yes. Oh, wait, no, I'm babysitting tonight. But I'm sure I'm sure they'll let you come round. Yeah, because, I mean, it's several years before Princess Superstar's uh, hit Bad Babysitter would be released. Yes. So the dangers that they might just fuck in the shower weren't um, <laughs> known to parents at that time. Yeah, so, so it's fine. They, they allow that. So um, anyway... Hilda and Zelda are all dressed up for a parents' evening. Uh, Zelda showing a lot of leg, I noted. I, I was going to say, like, but then again, we learned she has a crush on Mr. Poole, so maybe she's. But trying. she's never. Oh, she's never she's met, never him. met she's him. Never met him before. Yeah, well, sorry. Yeah, so yeah. She, and, uh, so it's the first time we've seen, even though she's still dressed in uh, like a suit. It, it, suits, it, it, it's the, it's Hillary, the Hillary Clinton yeah. book, yeah, and yeah, she yeah, was yeah, the first yeah. lady at the time. But it, so, uh, it seems like this is her domain. She likes being the mothery figure in her yeah. life, and she's really excited and ready to, in a weird way, let loose in this parents' evening. Isn't she? So even though it's a very Formal serious affair. formal yeah. affair yeah um she's ready to sort of let loose because this is her field you yeah know, if when it comes to hijinks hilda's there for her, but when it's zelda she she likes the the important stuff as well yeah. more frightening. so so she's yeah yeah wearing a bit of a short skirt tasteful but mm. again um but yeah showing a bit business, of like business casual yeah business casual is nice hilda doesn't want to go and um in order to try and get out of it she says oh i'm feeling ill and then ultimately she makes it snow um to which we're aware when uh, she says oh i'm not going to make it snow and sabrina says oh my god have you seen it started to snow outside zelda then tells her to stop it but not um, before a car crashes yeah so I mean, she does and a car seems to skid and so she didn't she's not hurt anybody but she has seemingly Murdered. killed somebody <laughs> I mean, at this point, I'd like to I'd like to say that Salem mm-hmm. got a hundred years as a cat for world domination. Hilda has nearly killed two people in the space. Say it's say three months. 
and nothing. Least, yeah. And she's lived six hundred years, so God knows what other shit oh, she's done. Good <laughs> grief, yeah. So yeah, she definitely need, she needs to be to sentenced hundred years as a fucking turd or something yeah. like that. My God. Um, but anyway, there you go. But we like Hilda. Yeah, we, we, we like Hilda. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's very very good. She's yeah, easily best character in the, in the series so far. Um, so yes, yeah, so Sabrina is thrilled about studying with Harvey, so she leaves because she's like Harvey could have asked anyone to study with him. So uh, Sabrina is in the I put kooky parents' house mainly just because it's the woman is frantically mithing about her children and the dad is just so deadpan and so really hilarious. really unsupportive. He's just like. We really need to I, get out. Come I, on, sweetheart. Like, I wouldn't say unsupportive. I'd say just bored of the entire <laughs> situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, yes, dear. No, dear. Yeah. I, you get the impression dear. that they probably had a very exciting life before the baby came along. Yeah. Mm. And he wants that life back and he's ne- he knows he's never going to get it. Yeah. I mean, this is just reading just from a man's couple of facial expressions, but the few lines that he delivers sort of later throughout the episode. He is. He, he oh, does. He does, some, he does some great weary expressions yeah. as well. He's not, not quite Martin Freeman level, but he's, yeah. He's very, very good. Very good. Um, so they're in the cookie parents' house and they have a massive baby. Um, Huge. I mean, I think he's, he, he walks and sort of baby talks. I think he's supposed to be like two or three yeah. years old but yeah but he's oh. a chunky monkey yeah. he's a big fella um, and uh, allegedly called Rudy and then it doesn't really explain but apparently he loves to be called Mr. Rudy Kazuti or Mr. Kazuti or Mr. Kazuti more formally yeah. um, so Harvey rocks up with his floppy hair and cramping hand probably um, and again he recognised the house from um, the flamingo but the, the funky um, mailbox but I can't remember Ducks on it, was it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a mailbox shaped like a duck. So this is a, a very strange bit of continuity <laughs> yeah. from the pilot where um, Harvey is very interested by uh, Jenny having a... Um, hog. A hog, yeah, a pig a mailbox on her house. So, uh, yeah, Harvey... Likes, likes his mailbox. Likes his baseball, likes his football, likes his mailboxes. Mm. Yes, don't we all? So, yeah, so the nice, nice, nice bit of continuity, which is good... Um, a lot of thought being put in the show, which is great. Um, and you also, I've also put yours an awful green shirt, a shirt I have never seen, and I hope to never see again. Yeah, we don't want to talk talk about the fashion too much because it's twenty years ago. It's the nineties. <laughs> of course, people wear a lot of things yeah. that it's just look hilarious now. But yeah, that shirt is particularly yeah, dreadful. It's but, awful. But, but I will say, in uh, Sabrina's outfit for for this section of the show, it was uh, it. She was very smart, was wasn't she? Very, very smart. It's like, it's, like it's like a it's like a play suit, yeah. Yeah, but with long. Um, it was it, it was it was very suited to her figure. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was very it was nice, good. very good. good. A lot better than the uh, outfit that she wore oh, at the end of yeah. Like, of the other yeah. Well, the, the, the wardrobe department have sort of redeemed themselves a bit in this episode after the uh, that snatch fest of the mind last one. yeah that mind boggling uh, decision <laughs> at the end of the last episode yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's been in the past. Anyway, so Sabrina whips up a few non-branded snacks in the kitchen because, well, he's um, he's pretty oh. peckish. And as we learned earlier, um, she can conjure up anything she wants, but it can't be branded. So we get some fantastic names. Um, she comes in um, with a Popsy. Yep. Uh, Schnickers. Yep. N and N's. And my personal favourite. Hey, you over there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is instead of Yoo-hoo! <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's just again witty things. I mean, the audience laughed at that, but that's so that, oh, it, that so me. silly. That like, yeah. I mean, things like Popsy, yeah, it's just changing words. Schnickers, yeah, it's just adding an extra letter and stuff. <laughs> but you over there, I think N and N's is class because it just sounds silly. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, 
hey, hey you, you over, over there, there. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fantastic um, so yeah she's bringing all them out are they trying to study but the baby's being a pain but then again she's there to work so she goes and responds um, in the meanwhile uh, Harvey then turns the, the world series on because he thought oh, might as well watch it because he only gets as far as mitosis is mitosis, mitosis is, is. which is the, the only thing we've heard about mitosis because it skipped the entire yeah. um, lesson on we do it, know so. it is something but what it is uh, hopefully we'll find out um Harvey reveals during this scene that he wants to be a dentist. Yeah, I'm just which, about to say, it's very... What? Considering the lack of attention he pays to anything that's not football, baseball and mailboxes doesn't yeah. seem too likely. I mean, he's got good intention. Re- it's, it's never too late to turn your life around, but when you come across as... as, as thick. Yes, I do want to say. <laughs> as thick as he is, yeah, he probably knows what teeth is. And that's about as far as his knowledge of dentistry goes. And then he just goes, he's like, you have nice teeth. I mean, that's not professional. That's just that's just me. It's yeah. like that's what a serial killer says. <laughs> you have a nice jugular, but that's not a uh, professional opinion. I just like it, you know. Yeah, very weird. But yeah, no, he wants to be a dentist. So maybe if he's in it, you know, all the way through to the end, then we will see him um, be a dentist. But I, at this current stage, I doubt it. I doubt it. But we could be surprised. Hopefully, we'll we'll, we'll be rooting for him anyway, won't well, we? We'll be rooting for him. He's, yeah. he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, so he admits that he wants to be a dentist and when he grows up um, so again let's see in a few years time uh, Sabrina goes upstairs to go and check on Mr Rudy Kazuti um, in an effort to calm him down he's um, she tries well she didn't try reading a book she reads the first page and last page and second Good night Moon is um, Harvey is turning the TV off thinking oh I'm just checking the score of the, the World Series baby cries again Sabrina goes back up and now it gets to the point where this is where the the witch magic causes the uh, the chaos, if you will, in this episode. So Harvey, uh, so, so Sabrina wants to uh, to cuddle up to Harvey, but this baby keeps waking her up, which is no good. So in an effort to, she just tries to calm him down, says a couple of things. But one thing she does, she rubs his back and says, "Big boys don't cry. Um, be, a be, big, big boy, be a big boy. Be, be a big boy. Be a big boy." And then she puts him down. <laughs> that was very... It all turned into Johnny Vaughan there. <laughs> yes. Be a good boy. <laughs> so she settles Johnny Vaughan down, tucks him in. If only. <laughs> and um, she heads out, and then we get the old uh, magic noise and the, the pink sort of magic that floats around when things happen. And he grows a little, he expands a bit. Thinking, oh, something is awry. She goes downstairs, and um, again, she's like, oh my God, like, uh, finally we can, we can study... Harvey turns the TV off. Mitosis is. Mitosis is. That's it. A huge thud, and not one of them goes like, fucking hell. Well, no. Sabrina's like, oh my god, what was that? But Harvey's like, oh, you better check on the baby. (laughs) That is a thud. If there was only an infant upstairs, and you heard a thud like that, you would assume the cot has tipped over somehow. This baby's dead. I mean, at the end of the day, it was a big baby. Anything could have happened. Yeah. But yeah, so Sabrina reacts to it. Harvey's just like, yeah, whatever. And turns the TV back on, and she goes upstairs and realizes that there is a middle-aged um, Caucasian male yes. that was once the baby is now this man. And I, I'm pretty sure it is an accurate representation of what the Milky Bar kid would look like when he was forty. Well, possibly, possibly. Uh, Frank Conniff is the man's name. Anybody who um, was a viewer of Mystery Science Theatre three thousand, he was uh, he was oh, in nice. that, and he's also one of the. Uh, Writers for the show. Oh, is he? Um, oh. Yeah, as is Nick Bakai, who did the voice of yes. uh, Salem. Yeah. So Frank Conniff is is playing uh, Mr. Rudy Gazuti as a baby. As per uh, Sabrina's request, he has grown up. He is a be a big boy, and he has become this big boy. And she's like, "Oh man, 
I need to take him home. I need to know what. But he still has the mind and the vocabulary of a child. Yes. So he still has like ba 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 banky. Yeah. Yeah. Banky. Yeah. Um, Not not banky moon. The uh, (laughs) former head of the UN. Um, (laughs) So she's like, oh my god, what am I going to do? So she gets. I think she gets the the baby's father's clothes out, which seem to be even though this man is a tall, thin man, they fit very nicely. To On this, yeah, the short, this short, short, like kind of tubby man. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, by this time, um, the parents have called from the uh, the restaurant just to check in, as you would, and we get the first sort of fantastic look at um, Mr. how much how much they hate each other, <laughs> how much oh, they're like. God. So, so the the woman is nagging the husband, going, um, "Has she answered you? Has she answered you?" He goes. <laughs> If she would, I would be talking. <laughs> it's like that fantastic. It is brilliant. Yeah. And it's just it keeps a really straight like you are really testing my patience here. <laughs> uh, kind of look and yeah, so starts on Spoon, Spoon is reassuring, yeah, everything's fine, everything's great. Um he's just playing on his banana, she says, which is a rocking horse shaped like a banana, which is a bit of a weird thing. Somehow big enough to fit a middle aged man on it, <laughs> yeah. Now breaking. Yeah, very, very strange. Um but yeah, she checks in, tells them to not rush home. So to take um, Rudy out of the house, he distracts Harvey um, by... Um, doing the sports spell. Doing the sports spell. It, well, it's kind of like... At the, the beginning of the episode, he said you can win, lose, and draw. So we assume it's related to that. And she changes um, how the game is played. She makes it last a bit longer. So Harvey is completely fixated on this ball game. So she can sneak him out of the house. So now we're at parents' evening with Mr. Poole, who claims he is a man in his prime. Yes. Why would a man in his prime be teaching science? <laughs> it's because he completely failed his MCATs. Yes, yes. is what he says, yes. So he there's, is, there's he's... a wonderful just sort of tragedy to, <laughs> to this character. Yeah, Mr. Poole, the kind of person who... Like I said, he's a very broken man, and it's kind of like he just doesn't care. This is who he is. Like, he's just... I don't need this job kind of attitude which is when Zelda asks him are you single he says <laughs> very <laughs> <laughs> extremely yeah. extremely he says um, so uh, yes yeah, so what parents you Mr. Poole a man in his prime uh, Zelda then admits to Hilda that uh, she thinks he's cute and wonders if he is single Mr. Poole hears him talking and and Kind of belittles them a bit like children. Like, excuse me, is this talking over here? It's yeah, like, it's very weird that. I don't yeah. think that would happen at a parent's evening. Yeah, so he kind of belittles them, like points them out to other parents in the class. You is know? there something you'd like to share with the rest of the class? The exact thing, stereotypical thing that teachers do with like. Yeah, very, kids very strange. Um, Hilda says she needs to see the nurse because she's feeling ill. Um, Zelda corrects and says, no, no, we're fine, we're fine. Um, and then introduces themselves. He introduces, yeah, because Mr. Poole says, um, are you okay, Mrs. Spellman? And Zelda says, oh no, it's Miss Spellman. Um, we're sisters. And then she says, uh, we're Sabrina's aunt, we're sisters. We're not an alternative couple. Which I think is brilliant. Yeah. It shows yeah. progression even in 1996. Yeah. Yeah, when, it shows that it was like it, it it was a known thing. Yeah, but she just wanted to state that that wasn't their lifestyle. Yeah. There was nothing yeah. wrong with that lifestyle. It's just they don't partake in. Yeah, said it lifestyle. could it could have gone the completely wrong way. It could they could have gone down the route of oh we're not we're not like that we're not or, you know yeah but, but the fact that they acknowledged that I must talk like oh thank God but yeah, <laughs> no, we're not an happen. alternative couple I think it's a really it's a very really, sort of d- delicate way of dealing yeah. with it I was quite yeah, impressed yeah. but then you've got to look at um, Beth Broderick's past and the uh, lesbian porn that she was involved in <laughs> in the 1980s 
Maybe she just wanted to shake that off. Yeah, maybe. maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> just wanted to just get it off her mind and just go, yeah, by now you've probably seen it. So, yeah, so she says, not an autumn <laughs> couple. Uh, Poole asks her if she is single. She says yes, and as we pointed out, uh, he says extremely. Man, what a creep. Um, massive man, uh, baby man that is, is led into the house by Sabrina and starts chewing his book. Salem, a real cat this time, as we like to see. Yeah, um, I think because there's a lot of Salem moving around in this scene and it would be difficult to sort of switch convincingly from the real cat to the puppet. Even though he has a few lines, it's very definitely... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a real cat and not the puppet. Yeah, and much like in a similar fashion to Family Guy, where the funniest bits that Brian has mm. is when he's being a dog. So the funniest things that you can laugh at Brian is when he's doing dog things. Yeah. Or in South Park, the funniest episodes of South Park are when the kids are being kids doing childish yeah. things. Something like this, like Salem is actually doing cat things, as well as when he was just drinking milk in the opening episode and stuff. He's playing with a ball of yarn, and it's one of the first instances where we see Salem being a cat and kind of giving into his cat his urges. feline. Yeah, yeah. His feline and again, stuff. similar to Brian, like he's almost sort of like ashamed of it that yeah. you know he sort of sort of you know because he has like intellect and everything you know, um, but he's still yeah he still has, still has these urges to just do like simple cat things yeah, like play with playing, yarn. Playing with a ball of yarn. Sabrina says you're playing with a ball of yarn, kind of like I've caught you being a yeah. cat, um, and he. Uh, so she picks him up, drags him away, and he, he just cries, <laughs> My, my yarn! It's funny, like, she's like shocked that he's being a cat, but she thought he was a normal cat like, up <laughs> yeah. until her 16th birthday. So uh... <laughs> She's more shocked about him playing with yarn than he, than he was saying words to her. Like, yeah. Very, very weird. So Serena shows him the man-child uh, that she's like, Oh my God, this needs sort of know. To which Salem says, Dear Lord, you picked up a guy at the bus station. Yes. Um, so he's then put in charge of watching the man baby, which is a weird decision. Uh, even if he is a powerful witch, he's currently a cat and has no power. No. What, what does um, Mr. Kazuti um, call literally, Salem? Literally. Kitty! No, he's, it's something to do with a horse, doesn't yeah, he? Horsey, oh, think, yeah, horsey. Yeah, horsey. Horsey. Yeah. And oh, then he, wow. you assume he's going to try and ride this cat and thus kill him. Yeah. And literally say <laughs> yeah. escapes. Yeah, um, he looks like he's grabbing it to, to assault. Yeah. So not a good decision by Sabrina. No. So, yeah, so we leave the Spellman house there with uh, Man Baby currently uh, in the house. Uh, we go back to the school uh, where Zelda and Mr. Poole are flirting. Ooh, uh, oh, they're nerd flirting and, as well. Yeah. And it gets even better because they start referencing chat rooms yes. welcome to 1996 it, baby we start off with email things which isn't yeah. instantly sort of outdated yeah. She, but says, yeah she says can we swap emails I mean that's the only outdated rather than and that. The, yeah and then he says well I'm actually I'm more of a chat room guy I uh and then he talks about being on science chat rooms using the screen name Biostud. 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 And Zelda's like, you're Biostud? And then I'm Kem Kitten. Kem oh Kitten, my yeah. Jeez. Jesus. Jesus. So- and Hilda is just as repulsed by this as we are, by the way. <laughs> but, um, but it yeah. turns out they've had interaction before. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those moments where it's like, Small world. Yeah. To be honest, the internet in 1996 is a very small world. So yeah. <laughs> there was out of that town, there was probably 13 people on the internet. Yeah. And stage just happened to be two of them. So yes, Biostud and Chem Kitten um, start sort of chatting and it's nice. Uh, Sabrina comes in and Mr. Poole's like, oh, Sabrina, what are you doing here? And then in comes Mr. Rudy Kazuti, who um, Mr. Poole instantly assumes he is her father um, and says, oh, Mr. Spellman, nice to meet you, which he doesn't respond because he's a 14-month-old baby. But Sabrina knocks us off by saying he doesn't respond to the name Spellman, but rather Kazuti because he's Scottish. To which then Poole says, oh, 
I'm Scottish. <laughs> of course you are. And start saying uh, in a what? Scottish accent like, oh, hello, the clan Kazuti. It's, it's, it's not even that. It's A, it's a terrible Scottish accent. Yeah. B, that is not how Scottish people are like. And C, it's not another language. No, it's just like, oh, I see the clan Kazuti. And it's, uh, we're the pools from the Highlands. But things, it's not like he even says, like, oh, I'm half Scottish. Oh, I've got Scottish. But he just says, oh, no, I'm Scottish. You've got, I've got to say, Americans do identify themselves by their ethnicity. They'll very often right. say, I'm Irish, I'm Italian. That's just what they do. So he does his best impression and gets a raspberry in the face uh, by us as well as uh, the baby. And Poole, realising the time, says he has to go to work the bake sale, which is at night, mind you, and leaves. Um, Spellmans then are rallying in the classroom to try and figure out how to unspell Rudy. Uh, Sabrina reveals, well, no to be really, Mr. Rudy Kazuti reveals that to be a big boy was uh, muttered, and that is hence uh, why he's turned into a man-child. But Zelda coincidentally says, oh... I bet you said it three times. Mystery solved. She cast a passion spell. I'm just, I just want to point this out. It's like, all we know so far mm-hmm. about Sabrina and the casting of spells and witches is you think and you point. At no point has anyone said, oh, and by the way, don't say something three times. Yeah, you think that would come in the, uh, yeah. at some point in her training. So yeah. in that massive book, it would be like, yeah. this is a thing. So I mean, I assume... I mean, I assume she's seen Candyman by this point. She's a 16-year-old in the 90s. Like, that yeah. nothing well, ever well, came when was, of... When was Candyman released? Oh, like, oh 80s? 80s, I think. 80s, 80s, right, I think. Right. Um, you know, and... Yeah, so surely saying something three times in a row is is not good for I'm anybody. I'm sure someone's busted that out at 2am on a sleepover. <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, so she knows she's 16, she's in high school, so she's definitely seen Candyman, so it is not good. Um, so it's a passion spell. Um, to which Zelda says, if you want something enough and you say it three times, it might just happen. Zelda says she likes to call it a Travis spell, Sabrina asks why. Um, to which they say, Randy Travis three times and suddenly out pops country singer Randy Travis. Who is very funny. As Randy Travis is bewildered as to what's happened, as it's happened before, and his wife is always wondering where he pops off to. Well, this, is, this, this is the bit that gets me. It's just like, Randy Travis, Randy Travis, Randy Travis. He doesn't question why he's there. He doesn't question anything. Well, he's, he's, he just accepts it and just goes, <laughs> all right, I'll see you later. Yeah, he just, he just goes, oh, why am I here? And then um, it's like, oh, we we were just using you to punctuate a point we're making to our niece. Um, and he's fine. And then, he, and then he, yeah, he's, he's just like, oh, it's all right. My wife just wonders where I pop off to. Well, <laughs> I suppose, well, I, I just like the fact he's kind of like resigned to it. Like maybe the first time they summoned him, he was like, what the hell just happened? Do I am here? But he's just like, oh, this again. Yeah, this is, this is the umpteenth time it's <laughs> yeah. happened. Randy Travis's opinion is just like, oh, you again. Oh, man. W- wonderful playing of it. It'd be way funnier than if he was actually like shocked and yeah. everything. And like. this, this is just a country singer who, um, yeah, is clearly a heartthrob to, to these uh, women yeah, and stuff. Ladies and, a certain age. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's <clears> just doesn't really question why he suddenly keeps popping. I assume they've told him they're <laughs> witches, not just you just you came here just on your own. But it's like he just accepts it. But then the funniest thing is he then just walks out the classroom seemingly knowing where he's going. Like, oh, as yeah. if he's like... Because he says, he says, you know what, if you ever need me, you'll find me. You always do. Then just leaves as if he's like, I'm going home. But like, he, he doesn't like, even know, where, know he where he is. He later turns up at the bake sale and then he sort of later turns up at the Spellman house completing 
um, Hilda and Zelda's puzzle under duress. Like, <laughs> yeah. can I leave now? Um, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, so he's so he just leaves, and it's like, oh yeah, thanks, thanks, Ruddy, thanks for coming. Um, Sabrina learns that she has to say the spell backwards three tri- uh, three times for it to go away. Um, she does so, nothing happens, and they explain that it just takes time. However, in this mean uh, time, Rudy has uh, run off, flailing his hands around in school corridors, <laughs> scaring passers-by, yeah. running this this big fat man, just going ba-ba-ba-ba, running around. It's at this point I'd like to point out that the the actor playing uh, the giant baby, man baby Rudy, yeah. the man-baby, did an absolutely sterling job at it. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, he was. He was very funny and very believable, as much as you can say that. With <laughs> yeah, the role as, he was given to as play. As believable as a man who's a grown man who's been turned into a... Well, sorry, a yeah. baby that's been turned into a grown man. Yeah, he was yeah. very, very good. Um, we then report quickly back to the late night bake sale. And Randy Travis is buying a cake, which seems to have nuts in, which he doesn't like. And he's assured he can just flick them off. And he seems okay with that. He seems so. okay with that. I mean, I'm not knowing Randy Travis's uh, life, I don't know whether he, <laughs> I don't know whether he's allergic to nuts or not. But he yeah. d- seems yeah. to have an issue with. He has a very cavalier attitude to his nut yeah. allergy. Um, <laughs> baby man eats loads of cakes, which Pool shouts at him like a child. Yeah, he's like, Mister Kazuni, Mister Kazuni. And then she goes, uh, Tabini goes, oh, you can see why I changed my family name. <laughs> It's kind of like that. Uh, uh, Sabrina gets back to the babysitting house, having not studied, um, and she sneaks him back in. Harvey, they're still engrossed in the game that's had, it seems to be, it's been the most amazing game of baseball that's ever existed. They both get closer to each other on the couch, but the cut blocky parents return, just as they seem to be canoodling a little bit, and their studying has failed, and it's kind of going to the direction that Sabrina kind of wanted really, she just wants yeah. time alone with Harvey but that doesn't happen, the parents return, the wife says honey, come up here, look at this to which then Sabrina snatches the money and runs away as far as we know, uh, Rudy is still in his um, adult form yes, yeah. just just before the parents have come home, yeah, Sabrina's taken Rudy upstairs and got this huge man into a baby's cot yes I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, tucks him in, um, Rudy seems to understand to a degree that he's he will not reveal why. Yeah, what's happened tonight? Which it's a baby. Who cares? Um, she leaves anyway. The parents come upstairs, and the the mother is staring at the baby, going, "Oh, they grow up so fast. They grow up so fast. That court, like, I'm... not even a sense of." Um, anyway, the mother says, "Oh, have you ever considered about having another one?" To which the no. man goes. No, <laughs> like, and then just closes the door. So it was poor, the epitome of great comic timing. Yes, yeah. poor Rudy, never going to have any brothers and sisters. No, no. I've also just seen it up on here uh, that we forgot to mention. We completely forgot about funny clown. Yes, uh, when Rudy <laughs> when Rudy sees Hilda, he points at her and says, "Funny clown." Which funny is not, clown, which is not best pleased with. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> just forgot about the one. So um, yes, yeah, so the blind parents are oblivious to the child sort of turning into a baby, and then we see the second piece of really good uh, special effects. So we yeah. only saw it when Libby turned from the pineapple back into herself. Yeah. We now see this um, this grown man sit up and transform back into. This baby in absolute flawless fashion. I mean, yeah. we slowed it down and watched it like more or less frame by frame. And bear in mind, you couldn't do that on anything back in 1996. Yeah, you know. And this, yeah, it's just a man just shrinks just into this baby, and it's it's the head goes first, which is a bit creepy. But other than that, it was seamless. It looks, yeah. yeah, it's great. It's a nice, it's a really impressive sort of use of the uh, special effects and stuff of just 
not only have they gone, I know, let's do an episode where a baby turns into a man, but we don't see the baby turn into a man. But then they've done it better by going, okay, we're going to show the man turning into the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it could have been easily avoidable, but they didn't, which is great. In the Spellman house, again, towards the end, Randy Travis is helping uh, Hilda and Zelda complete the jigsaw, which they're having a nice time with. To which Randy Travis then asks, um, can I go home yet? Seemingly being held hostage by these two man-eaters. Um, it's a poor bloke. He's clearly been there a few times before, and he's, again, he's held he, there against his will. Poor Randy Travis doesn't Trump. seem to be bothered by it. <laughs> no, he's kind he's of just, just, just like, can I go yet? Just to resign. It's like you know, I don't know. Say you had irritable irritable bowel syndrome, yeah. and you just know that every so often you're just gonna have to <laughs> shoot your guts out. Um, it's like yeah, just every so often you're gonna be kidnapped by these middle-aged witches and made to do puzzles it's just, just a fact of life yeah, yeah. i mean i guess um, i guess made forced to do puzzles with them is the least of his worries yeah, yeah. It, could, it could be a lot worse especially seeing we've seen um, hilda's kind of murderous yeah a psychopath kind of mind frame so doing puzzles but yeah he he asks if he can go home they don't say anything but give off that no we can't and he just gets on with this puzzle um we then go back to sabrina's bedroom where she's going to try the spell out uh, trying to uh, the spell out as you know, saying Randy Travis. This time she picks a teenage heartthrob, uh, Eddie Cyprian, um, who was just a teenager, young adult in these kind of uh, shows. Don't know an awful lot about him apart from he does reappear in the series in the show, playing a character other than himself. Yeah, which is she makes him do a twirl. She turns around, I think, just to check out his Dad ass. His ass and, which, his, and which, how tight his top is. However, she cheekily looks away when he does it, so it's a bit like... I, I'm sorry, but, I mean, I, I'll, I'll draw a parallel here. In the first ever series of Friends, mm-hmm. which was aired around about the same time... Yeah, a little yeah. before, I think. Yeah. Um, the, the women... So, Rachel, Phoebe, and Monica mm-hmm. are all more sexually aggressive and objectify men than the men objectify the women yeah. in the show. Okay, We're seeing that again in a 1996 Sabrina episode where she's objectifying the man. And I feel like that was a negative step in uh, it, within the feminist movement. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's... it's it... They, she's seen her sister, uh, so her aunties, um, bring their bring crush. forward their yeah. crush. So she's just like, I want to do it the same, and just brings this typical sort of greasy curtain head. Yeah, I'm just saying that the the the, the mid to late nineties, we saw women objectifying men. We should probably stay away from feminism the same way we should stay away from politics. <clears throat> okay, uh, let me rephrase the point. We see Sabrina uh, objectifying a man. Which I think is quite a positive step because before then it was all uh, men being objectifi- objectifying women, and now we're seeing women objectifying men. So we're getting like a level peg. So she <laughs> she makes this uh, this uh, Eddie Supreme appear. It turns around because oh is that it? And she's like going oh well you can you can go and play a jigsaw with my aunt and Randy Travis if you want. And he goes yeah sure yeah could be fun. And uh, again. Doesn't question my And it is the first time it's happened to him, unless yeah. there's other witches who have a big crush on Eddie, yeah. Eddie Cyprian. Like, again, uh, uh, doesn't even question it. Doesn't freak out. It's just like, all right, I'm she here does, now. Yeah, she doesn't give an explanation. She just says, what's happening somewhere else in the house? She didn't say, oh, 
oh, I just magically made you appear. She just goes, turn around, go downstairs, and finish a fucking jigsaw. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, could be fun, and just goes downstairs. Um, and then while the credits are rolling, uh, we cut back to uh, old cool Mr. Poole, um, who's just about to set the old science test that he was on about, and he says, you have the test, you may commence failing. <laughs> classic. Not before he has Cl- a... Classic Poole. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Not before he has a little bit of a word to Harvey about. Oh, God, you met Sabrina's aunt, so they're, they're quite handful. Know, yeah. And have you seen her father? He's really crazy. He? Oh. Yeah, so hopefully, that's hopefully there's continuity in that. And when uh, in a future episode where Harvey does meet Sabrina's dad for the first time, then hopefully that is something that plays in the back of his mind and thinking, oh, I've heard her dad is a bit crazy. Yes. Or it could just be a thrown away thing. It could be yeah. Yeah. It's more Mr. Poole being utterly unprofessional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, talking uh, to one uh, student. Have you, have you seen Sabrina's aunt? Yeah, I wouldn't oh. mind a piece of that. Uh, you know, like, now get on with your test. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's effective. That's going, it's just going, you know what? I would fuck Sabrina's family. <laughs> Especially her dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, my toxic is... Like, it's, and then it just and then it just ends just with, with that, Harvey going my toasties is sort of laughing just before the uh, yeah. sort of ends. And that's as far as he got. So he's going to fail that test. He's never going to be a dentist, poor Harvey. Well, but, maybe um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to completely cross off. But yeah, he's more than likely going to fail that test, poor dude. That's it. That is episode three: True Adventures of Rudy Kazuti. What do you think of that, Graham? What? What's your overview in that episode? It was nice to sort of because there were bits of it I, I could remember my is, which I think we all. We all do. I could remember it being called something like Mr. Kazuti. We can remember the exact name. Um, and I remember, you know, it being sort of like the, the great, the grey-haired man in the grey suit. I remember him playing with the um, the uh, solar system mobile in, Mr. in the classroom, classroom, yeah, yeah, and, th- and things like that. And Serena trying to pass him off by saying he's Scottish. Um, and it, so it was nice that revisiting it because what I hadn't remembered was the the off the off brands and things, which mm. I thought were really funny. Just to, again. Much like the previous one, and I think I enjoyed uh, this one more than um, Bunt Friday. Um, just a very just creative episode, yeah. just sort of using sort of you know a, a magical concept to just sort of create just really fun sort of chaotic situation. That yeah, brought out the best in all the characters involved in it. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed this episode. Probably not as I think I enjoyed Bunt Friday more, even, Friday. even though I remembered this. I mean, it might be because I'd never seen Bunt Friday before, but I think it, it was a chance where. But Friday was more about other characters that weren't necessarily Sabrina, and you got to see funny little things with the principal and the the counselor and the other yeah. sort of kids in the building. But no, no, this this episode yeah, was was very good again. A very simple concept based on just a baby turns into a man and causes hijinks at school. Yeah. Like that's you know it, it's something that's not a completely original. But the way they did it, I think it was very very fun. I think a very very funny episode. I'd say it was a very clever episode, well put together, and uh, it was it, it was it was very watchable. Yes, yeah, but I, I mean the whole show yeah. so far has been and very very watchable. To be perfectly perf- honest with you, I'd probably give that seven kazooties out of ten. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think so. I think the, the fact that we all three of us remember at least elements of that episode. Mm-hmm. You know, God knows how many years later. Well, twenty-one since it aired, but probably since we saw it, about eighteen, nineteen years on, like speaks volumes for you know yeah. how how watchable and how memorable yeah. it is. Um, yeah. But it was a very good. How did you put it out? Seven Rudies out of Kazooties, Did you say no, no, seven, 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 seven Kazooties out of ten? Okay, yeah. seven. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to think like get anything good like tin to use this time. So, <laughs> no, yeah. no. Was, yeah. <laughs> but no. Ultimately, yeah. No, I, I I probably agree with that. But I think about sort of seven seven Kazooties out of ten. 
It's a good fair round. I might go so far as to give it eight kazooties, actually. Okay. So, oh. so, yeah, so that was episode three, The True Adventures of Rudy Kazooty. Our next episode, next week, will be episode four, obviously, uh, which is entitled Terrible Things, which... Ooh, um, that oh, that sounds a bit sinister. Sounds, it doesn't, it? and it's to do with, I think, Sabrina sort of getting involved in her friend's life, particularly she uh, tries to help uh, Jenny win a school election. And terrible things are bound to ensue. <laughs> I know I'm excited for next week, I'm sure you are. Well, at least I hope you are. Um, but thank you very much to my uh, to my co-host. So thank you very much, Chris. Cheers. And thank you very much, Graham. Much love. However you choose to listen to this show, whether it be via Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud or iTunes, if you could be so kind, please leave us a comment and a review. Your support and inspiration will give the show meaning. Otherwise, we're just broadcasting to no one. And that's just sad. Also, why not subscribe? Then as soon as every episode hits the air, you'll get it downloaded straight away. How easy and, dare I say, magical is that? If you head to our Twitter page, at SabrinaWatch, you'll find links to each of our episodes, as well as quotes, pics and skits of our favourite moments as the series progresses. Whichever realm you're from, thank you once again for listening, and I hope you tune back in next week. <laughs>